The button has been pushed. Commencing podcast now. Cheese product. Cheese product. Not cheese. Yeah, exactly. You can't call it cheese. Welcome to Pop Tech Jam, the independent audio magazine about consumer technology, pop culture, and noses that know. I'm J.D. Beersdorfer. And I'm Pedro Rafael Rosado. On this week's show, we have a whole bunch of news to roll through, and I have a hopefully helpful hint about updating your Twitter privacy settings, because you might want to after what they did last week. Yeah, I think you might want to. Yes. Hold on a second, I gotta drink my iced coffee. Whoa, are you having a cold brew? I'm having a cold brew. I'm trying something different. Really? Does it have lots of sugar in it to make it? No, actually, I'm, really, I'm going sans sugar. You are cold sugar. brew straight up. Yeah. Nothing but coffee and water yeah. in there. I'm still getting used to the taste because well, hot like coffee little... is different. Yeah. It's different. But, well, look, the cold brew kind of hits you sort of in the middle of the tongue, and then you get the kind of mm-hmm. bitter thing going up the back of your throat. That's exactly, ex- you just described it perfectly. And then once you get used to it, like, oh, okay, I'm having a cold brew, and I'm feeling a little go. caffeine buzz, and I'm cooler because it's got ice in it. There you go. Yes, all I right. still want my fizzy water. Coffee's supposed to do some kind of health thing Can for you. Can I do like right? a little hit of seltzer in here? Yeah, there you go. Coffee uh, soda. Coffee soda. I like that. All right. But I guess we should do some news. Yeah, we should do some news. You yeah, know, this is glorious. what the people pay news. for is the news. This is what know? they pay for. By the way, have we told folks that we're not going to be around next week? I don't think we've had a chance to mention that. We yes. should mention it because people sometimes don't listen all the way to the end. I don't know why. Yes. Why they would do this, I, I don't mean, understand. I think they should listen just for your Easter egg. Well, there frankly. you go. See? Right you always find the best little musical tidbits or audio people clips to stick to, on the end of our show. People seem to like that. People yes. seem to like it, but we're not going to be here. Yes, it is the, a holiday week. In the United States, it is yes. a holiday week. And uh, JD, are you going to enjoy the holiday? Because I sure am. I believe so. I've got a whole bunch of things to binge. Nice. And, uh, Very nice. And I think uh, just having the, the Monday off, you know, that is the traditional sort of uh, for Memorial always Day. Helps. I always, mm-hmm. you know, I have military in the family, so we always kind of acknowledge that. And then yes, then absolutely, we, we have food. So it is not a day to wish someone happy Memorial Day. Yeah, just a reminder for us. Yes. I've actually gotten posts like that. Oh, really? Yes, that they, uh, happy Memorial Day. Shut the hell up. Mm-hmm. That's not nice. Yes, yes. Anyway, it's, the, uh, that's a, it's a somber holiday. It is but, a somber uh, holiday. But here in the States, so uh, never never not an excuse for a mattress yeah. sale, I guess. Can I grill? I can still grill. You can I, still grill, okay, yes. Okay. Would you know, yeah. just remember why you're off that I, Exactly, day. exactly. So. But anyway, back to the tech news. Tech now news. that we've established it, we will not be here we next year. We will week. not be here next year. Yes, we'll be back next in week. June. Next week. Next year. What, next no, week. Sorry. sorry, next week. Next sorry, week. I was, you know. No, I said that. Oh, sorry. I scared myself. Yes, yes. No, we'll be back in June. Yes. But anyway. Now, if it seems that Facebook is inconsistent with its policing of user content, um, say, you know, taking down photos of breastfeeding mothers but letting in violent hate speech and explicit images stay up there, um, well, it turns out the company does have a moderation guidebook after all. People wondered. Reporters from The Guardian of London have seen more than 100 internal manuals and documents from Facebook that are intended to guide its human staffers on handling issues of terrorism, hate, Hate speech, racism, misogyny, pornography, and violent acts done to oneself or other people. So they, they do have some guidelines out there. It's not just arbitrary. It's sounds not just like, some algorithm making decisions. Sounds like a happy read. Um, yeah, it's delightful, uh, oh, yeah. delightful reading here yeah. to you know, see the worst side of human nature. Oh, yeah. The Guardian's investigative story on the topic this week comes at a time when Europe uh, in particular is cracking down and making Facebook behave like the media company it is, uh, but doesn't really want to be. <laughs> the Guardian story is also well worth a read and shows uh, how Facebook is sort of caught in the intersection of free speech and stopping the spread of hate. So you've got 
you know, these two competing forces here. We've been seeing this going on for years. Absolutely. And the story quotes a document in which Facebook acknowledges, quote, people use violent language to express frustration online and feel safe to do so, end quote, on the site. So Mm. part of the reason why they say they don't take a lot of violent threats seriously, they think it's just people blowing off steam, even if it can be the most vile, you know, spew directed at somebody. Yet if, you know, somebody goes on, and this was one of the examples quoted in the story, if someone says, oh, let's shoot the president, then they take that very seriously. Even though that same person could have just been running off steam, uh, they take it as a threat. That's understandable. It's an interesting read. Just Mm -hmm. uh, moderation is such a tricky thing to do online. It's subjective. Yes. So, and you're right, very subjective. So, so definitely if you are interested in this or if you have tangled with Facebook over something you posted that you thought shouldn't have been taken down, uh, def- definitely give it a look. We will link to it. But another observer noted uh, in the story that Facebook cannot keep control of its content because it has grown too big too quickly. And I think there's a lot of truth in that as well. It's a humble brag right there. Yeah, yeah. They've, they, you know, we're so big we yeah, just can't you know, just keep can't track of all the nut jobs that right. use our site. That's so. right. Moving on to something happier, uh, well, depending on how happy it makes depending you. Uh, on your perspective, yeah, yes. Depending on your perspective, Nest, the little internet-connected thermostat company that got bought by Google a few years back and then branched out into Wi-Fi-connected security cameras, is uh, still keeping busy with that. To put itself ahead of all those other companies hawking home security products, Nest is said to be working on a camera that uses 4K video, not for ultra-high-def images of your home's interior or, you know, the dog pooping on the couch, but to zoom in really close when it detects motion in its coverage area. So you've got this camera. It senses some motion because it's got all these pixels to work with. It Mm -hmm. can zoom in and still give you high-resolution images of whatever's going on, an intruder or whatnot. Or, uh, you know, whatever happens to be happening in your house is triggering the motion sensor. You know, perhaps raccoons and possums sneaking through the cat flap. Right. Busted. There you go. There you go. So it you really know is going to – it's going to be like Minority Report, right? It is. It's 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 happening. So so that's uh, a new camera coming from Nest. I think it's going to be around $300, though, so it's more expensive than previous models. I'm going to get it only because I want to be able to say, enhance Sector 6. Yes. Yes. <laughs> We have Klingons on the whole. Yes. Give me a better image of that. It, it'll be yeah. just like Hawaii Five-O when they zoom Absolutely. in on the Microsoft table and you see like the, the right. pixels there. Absolutely. Everything's coming true. Absolutely. Now, Russian hackers have been blamed for a lot in the past year, uh, but it seems they also hack in the mother country. According to reports from Reuters and others, Russian cyber criminals made off with more than 50 million rubles by using fake apps full of Android malware to nick the accounts of domestic bank customers there. Wow. The hackers were apparently gearing up to unleash their malware on European banks uh, when they were busted by the Russian authorities. So, so they, they practiced on the Russian banks before yeah, they Yeah, before they went to France and, and other uh, larger banks wow. in Western Europe. Uh, yeah. Yeah, but Russian Russian authorities not having that. So well, uh, I would imagine they wouldn't. No. Yeah, so, so so that's that. Uh, patent trolls, uh, known for filing flimsy lawsuits in friendly courts, got a smackdown from the U.S. Supreme Court this <laughs> week. <laughs> yeah, bam, bam, walk into this. Yeah. That's right. Uh, the high court ruled unanimously that patent suits can be filed only in courts located in the jurisdiction where the targeted company is incorporated. This new decision overturns a ruling last year uh, by Washington-based patent court uh, known as the U.S. Court of Appeals for the Federal Court that decreed that patent suits are fair game anywhere a defendant's company's products are sold. But that decision was said to have encouraged court shopping for potentially sympathetic justices. So wow. they look around, they find like either a super liberal or a super conservative area of the country where the court might sway either way, file their uh, lawsuit there, and then hope that the 
predetermined court will uh, follow through. That's messed up. Uh, yeah, so the Supremes are like, yeah, no. So, so they smack that down. Apple and Google, who are often the target of patent trolls, are probably likely to be quite happy with that decision. They're doing a happy dance. Yeah, and speaking of patent squabbles, former corporate combatants Nokia and Apple announced this week that they've made up and settled all litigation in regards to their intellectual property dispute. I forgot they were having one because for a while too. it was like the Apple and Samsung. Right. But I guess uh, Apple and Nokia have been going at it for a while. Uh, the two companies have now agreed to a multi-year patent license. Under their new best friend collaboration agreement, Nokia will be providing certain network infrastructure products and services to Apple, and Apple will resume carrying Nokia digital health products uh, in its stores. Hmm. And uh, I guess they're going to explore f- uh, future collaboration as well, too. So, hmm. so all made up and, and best friends again. BFFs. Yes, you know, you, you drop your lawsuit and we can do some business. There you go. Amazon Alexa also continues to make new friends. The voice-activated assistant is now part of the Dish Network's Hopper DVR and can serve as a remote control that responds to your spoken commands. Rewind, fast forward, whatever. The Alexa can also search for shows, actors, and other video-related requests, just as you can kind of do with the other voice-activated, like the Mm -hmm. Siri remote, you know. My boom boom has gotten into uh, asking it to tell jokes, asking Alexa to tell jokes. Oh, really? Does she have a ribald repertoire? Oh, she has a litany of dad jokes, even dad jokes that embarrass even me. Oh, really? And so uh, so he probably thinks these are hysterical. The kids find them hysterical. He He literally loses his breath. He's laughing so much. So every day... I see. Joke after joke. I think he's tapped around on jokes. Oh, wow. Yeah. Well, I'm sure Amazon will, will sense that it's been depleted and... Uh, Add some more. Yeah, dash button some jokes in there. Born. <laughs> ah, I got to get a dash button. You know, just for something, you know, for push something. it and something shows up. Oh, absolutely. Don't get anything boring like detergent. Get something like really no, cool that absolutely. you want to show up. Yes, yes. Yes. Now, uh, it seems like Google will stop at nothing to get those relevant advertisements in front of users online even to the point of using data from billions of credit and debit card transactions to prove that online ads prompt customers to make purchases in brick-and-mortar stores. As we uh, may have mentioned once or twice here on the show, uh, Google collects a humongous amount of personal data from smartphones and desktop computers using its software. This can include the location information from Google Maps, Waze, and other apps, Google search keywords, and browsing histories. So they're, they're scooping all this stuff up. Oh, yes. And if you set up a Google account with your real name and credit card information, all that data is linked to you. So mm-hmm. Google kind of knows what you were looking for, where you were going. So as explained by the Washington Post, Google says it will use patent-pending mathematical formulas to protect the privacy of consumers when they match a Google user with a shopper who makes a purchase in a brick-and-mortar store, probably by linking up the credit card digits. Mm -hmm. Uh, Say, oh, you know, you looked at this online, and then you went over to the store and bought it, so it proves our ad worked because you were influenced by our ad, or maybe, you know, it could have been an impulse shop. Who knows? Mm Mm-hmm. But uh, they uh, have this uh, nice mathematical formula, and it converts people's names and other personal information into anonymous strings of numbers, uh, according to this. Uh, Sure. So the formula is making it impossible for Google to know the identity of the real-world shoppers and for the retailers to know the identity of Google users. So they're saying that they can't really, like, pin your name to your credit card, but they could just prove that Mm -hmm. person A looked at this ad online, and then they went out and they bought this at the mall. So even though we don't know who person A is, this proves that online advertising works. You know what? My favorite part of this whole thing, of what you just said. Mathematical formulas? Nope, the patent pending part. Really? Patent pending? Patent pending. Yes. Like, that makes it more, like, serious. Oh, well, geez, there's yes. a patent pending. Yes, it's our trademark, 11 herbs and spices here. Do they ever get the patent? We I don't know. I think they probably do. Well, Amazon One Click, you know, that was a patent yeah, uh, kind of thing. It was pending? So, 
It was well. I think it was they usually penned before they patented, right? right? So exactly. So and now it's patented. So. <laughs> All right, fair enough. Yeah, so, yeah, I think that the old uh, patent pending as a uh, a uh, selling point was kind of a Ronco late yeah, night thing just to kind of make you sit f- up. Yeah, and, uh, that was my favorite. Well, geez, there's a patent pending. Yeah, it's, it's, it's got to be, be They good. put some money towards it. That's They're right. talking to the government. That's it must right. be a... So this is uh, this is Google's uh, little thing that is cooking up here. Nice shout out to Ronco, by the way. That was oh, nice. thank you. Yeah, very good. I love the Ronco commercials. There you go. Google executives are sure that retailers, you know, will be into this because it'll prove that online advertising works. You know, only the companies will know, uh, I guess, when a match is made. Sure. So um, I don't believe a word of it, but sure. Yeah, made a little, you know. Eh. It's creepy. Yeah, it's, it's creepy. You can it, say it. It's but when creepy. we get to the Twitter stuff, you'll find that the you know there's this whole thing oh. where we're just trampling the fences of privacy. A whole new level of creepy. Yes. Is that what uh, you're saying? Or just uh, you know a a customary level of creepy that we have become accustomed to, and we just had to get used to going into our privacy settings there you to go. put things back the way they were. Nice. So, so retailers are probably very excited. Google had all of these ad announcements this week, too, on their blog. I guess they did a big thing with their analytics and whatever, and it's all to convince retailers that Google's ad platform will deliver. So Google will bring you these users. Uh, Google will uh, do all of these other things for you. Just buy ads on Google. You know, just the, buy, buy, buy. Yes. And uh, all of this is coming on the heels of their annual I.O. conference that took place last week. Uh, we missed most of the announcements because they had it after we recorded. Yes. But uh, some of the big uh, tidbits out of that show, uh, the new Android O public beta has gone live along with a second developer preview of the new OS, probably expected out later this year. Have they come up with a name for the O yet? I have not heard the O. They're still calling it O in all the announcements. Mm-hmm. Uh, Android, by the way, though, is on more than 2 billion with B active devices worldwide now. Wow. So it's kind of caught on. Google Assistant is coming to Android TV, among other places, and 24 watchmakers are on board with Android Wear 2.0 devices. So um, That part really thrills me. Yes, I, I know you are a huge Excited. fan of wearables. You I want to buy they, all 24, don't Of you? course, absolutely. I forgot they did an Android TV. Then they do something with NVIDIA. Yeah, was, yeah uh, I think they did. Yeah, so, so they're trying to uh, get into the set-top box. Uh, they're trying to get into the wearables. They are also doing some uh, touch-ups here and there on the Android phone side. Saved usernames and passwords will kick in with autofill to make setting up a new Android phone much easier. Android O also includes machine learning technology that can uh, read your mind and automatically select phrases, names, and addresses by double-tapping whoa, anywhere whoa, 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 in an item. Whoa, whoa. Slow your roll there, J.D. What was yes. that again? Uh, there, there is uh, some machine learning here that uh, wants to try to read your mind, and when you're tapping around uh, within a email or a piece of an item uh, on your phone, contact anyway, it uh, will try to um, automatically bring up the relevant information. Okay, that was your uh, episode of Pop Deck Jam. Yes. We're out of here. Yes, you're going We're into done. the bunker, aren't I'm you? I'm going into the bunker. Yes. Oh, oh man. Come on out. Are you kidding me? Yeah, we, the, your shipment of Slim Jims has not arrived yet, so you're going to be hungry <laughs> down there. Now, uh, there's more security, though, coming to uh, the Google Play Store and a streamlined version of the OS called Android Go for the low-end devices. They're doing – oh, that's right. We, didn't we mention this? Yeah, I think we, we did. Yeah, yeah, there's sort of a, you know, when, like Windows 10S, you yeah, know, sort yeah, of yeah. lightweight stream down. But they are uh, amping up the security in the Google Play Store, which I know has been a concern of yours. A very uh, big for concern. quite a long. Which has prevented me from actually getting another one of their phones. Yeah, precisely. Um, so and now in addition to more augmented reality and virtual reality uh, that's on the way, Google also announced Google Lens, a smart visual assistant that can identify things in the real world and give you more information. We talked a little bit, I think, about this a few weeks ago yep. where you take a picture and it tells you what you're looking at. And so. I was wondering if it was going to be another generation of glass holes. Yes, yes. So, uh, so this not. is the Google Lens, and they are, are having this work with uh, some third-party products as well. So hmm. be prepared for 
All kinds of shop opportunities here. Shop opportunities, nice. Yes, patent uh, pending. Yes, <laughs> trademark, trademark, and uh, Google Home. Remember, we talked about yes, Google, Google Home last Home. week. The the air freshener like speaker. <laughs> That's getting Bluetooth support along with hands-free calling for free uh, calls anywhere in the U.S. and Canada. Take that, Alexa calling. Oh, yeah, there Google you go. Google's not backing off uh, nope. there. The home speaker will also get the ability to display some requests on your TV uh, via a Chromecast device. So if you're trying to find some photos or something, you got the, the uh, Chromecast there. Hmm. It can throw that stuff up on the big screen. Does Google Home have a cute name for its uh, personal assistant? I think it's just Google Assistant on the Google Home. Really? So, yeah, they, they don't really give them, like, the, no the name? trendy names. Yeah. yeah, okay. It's not like Sally or anything, you know. It's just Sally. Google Assistant. Sally, that's a good one. Yeah, you know, my um, assistant Sally here. Yeah. Uh, Google Photos is getting new sharing powers, including uh, print manufacturing with Google Photo Books because, you know, hard copy is still, still not gone yet. That's right. But it'll let you print your photos right from your Google Photos library. And uh, if you are so inclined, you can also just have the software pick all the best ones or what it thinks are the best ones so you don't have to bother going through and doing a photo edit. Thinking for me again? Yes, yes. Just, uh, nice. you know, get the best photos there. You know, I'm, I'm searching for, like, all the new puppy photos. Find the best ones. Make a book. Boom. Oh, gosh. So I guess it's for people with the time crunch. Um, yeah, Sure. And uh, photo books are, are available with the Google Lens support, uh, so Google Lens will be working there using uh, Google's Knowledge Graph to help you uh, learn more about what's in your photos in case you weren't paying attention when you took them. Really? Yeah. So maybe you're at a historical site, say you're at Gettysburg, you're looking at a cannon, you maybe just, you use the Google Lens there. And you're firing away. It says, hey, the Battle of Gettysburg, this there took place in July of 1863, nice. and all these people died. Shut so. up, Google Assistant. Yeah, so it could be like that annoying kid in the backseat who just wants to give you trivia all the way on the, the trip. I was that annoying kid. Yeah, okay? sorry, so you and Google Assistant will have plenty to talk about. <sighs> that was mean. I'm oh, sorry. Oh, well, it could be, and maybe, you know, is it Google Therapist could have been next, do you think? <laughs> I mean, they've got the assistant doing all okay, the stuff. Okay, that's the end of the show. Thank you very much. Well, you know, we had Eliza in the 60s, didn't we? Yeah, I mean, that's true. Could, really, that's and I think true. those, those chatbot algorithms have really come a long way since. Oh, so. you're not helping, J.D. All right, let, let's move on to Microsoft. Microsoft. They announced a new version of the Surface Pro, uh, you know, that laptop-y tablet yes. hybrid thing that they do. Yeah. Um, they, they dropped all the numbers off of it, so it's just Surface Pro again. There you go. According to the announcement on the Windows blog, which I know everyone reads, everyone uh, the new model gets up to 13.5 hours of battery life and an alleged uh, 2.5 times more computing performance than the Surface Pro 3 and 1.7 times the power of the iPad Pro. Clearly, uh, that's who's in the sights here. Oh, yeah. The improved Surface Pro Hinge has a full 165-degree range of motion uh, for the device's studio mode, you know, when you kind of go, go graft, drafting table here. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, and they say that angle is inspired by the bigger Surface Studio, mm. uh, designed for people who want to sit there and write, sketch, or draw. Uh, and since it's a Surface Pro portable, you can do it more easily than dragging the Surface Studio around. Gotcha, it's a little gotcha. you know, sort of tablet thing. There you go. Sit under a tree and do your sketches. The new model can be pre-ordered. It ships June 15th, and prices start at around $800. Really? So, yeah, this, so this is their super-duper uh, tablet here. For 800 bucks, I can go under a tree and sketch for 13 hours. Yeah, and it's got that little flippy keyboard thing that if you wanted to type, uh, I don't think it's sure. it's your full, like, nicely pitched laptop keyboard, but you could do it in a pinch. And, gotcha. and they, they're going with the creator's update. They're going, you can do 3D paint under a tree. And, right, there you go, 3D paint. Yeah, it could, could be your little, you know, Leonardo moment there under yeah. the tree. They have an outlet, you're good to go for the whole day. Yeah, yeah, or, or you just bring one of them battery packs with you. <laughs> Now, uh, biometrics. We haven't talked about biometrics, biometrics. in a while. Yes, uh, right. All the rage on smartphones and laptops these days yes, is indeed. a, quote, security feature. Uh-huh. But hackers of the Chaos Computer Club in Germany. Great name. 
Yes, you want the T-shirt immediately, oh, don't yes, you? Absolutely. These guys say they've beaten the iris recognition system on Samsung's Galaxy S8 smartphones. Already? Yeah, it didn't take long. Didn't uh, take this long. was the same group that previously cracked Apple's Touch ID fingerprint system. Very mm-hmm. creative how they get in here. The Galaxy S8, I had forgotten this, but uh, they actually include several biometrics-based authentication systems, including face recognition, the fingerprint scanner, and the iris uh, recognition wow. there. Yeah. Now, the uh, eyeball verification through iris authentication unlocks a device and can authorize payments, and Samsung seemed to think this was one of the safest ways to keep your phone locked. However, the Chaos Computer Club uh, was apparently able to beat that system with a high-resolution photograph of the person's eye that was behind a contact lens that mimicked the curvature of the eyeball. Very creative here. Very creative. Uh, and they also said a picture of the user's eye taken with a digital camera with night shot mode or with the infrared filter disabled can also work. I guess that trips up the uh, mm-hmm. biometric recognition mm-hmm. there. Mm-hmm. And uh, Samsung hadn't commented yet uh, to the Security Week blog, which was one of the ones that was covering this. So, so they haven't commented yet. But, uh, yeah, the, the Chaos Computer Club is thinking, you know, yeah, you know, we uh, we stuffed the iris here. They They, they sure did. And finally. And finally. An iris of another kind. Really? Uh, you may think you're safe if you have incriminating evidence on a flash drive or laptop, but you would be wrong. Really now? Possibly wrong. Uh, law enforcement dogs, including Iris, a black lab working with a canine officer in New Jersey, can actually sniff out hidden drives and memory chips using their very powerful sense of smell. The dogs are so tuned they, they know what solid-state memory smells like. Do they really? Yeah, well, I think they're picking up on, like, the manufacturing, like, the, the scent of the, the silicon and the plastic components and stuff uh, used to make flash drives and hard drives and things. That's fascinating. This That's was on absolutely. NBC News. Uh, Pete Williams actually did a story where they were hiding drives all over the house, and the dog could, like, find one that was shoved in an electrical outlet behind a wall plate under wow. the couch. Like, the dog was just, Iris was just going nuts. And, Amazing. And they had used her, I think, in the case where there was the um, pressure cooker bomb down in Chelsea. And they were searching the suspect's house, and Iris found some other computer gear that they tried to, to hide away. Iris, so, wow. Yeah, so this is a new thing. You know, not only are the bomb-sniffing dogs, you know, they're out there just finding everything. They are finding digital data everywhere now. As long as it's on a storage device, the dog, if it has been properly trained, can sniff it out. So That's amazing. That's yeah, there, amazing. there's still some things you are not going to replace. Uh, yeah, and, absolutely uh, not. And, and a dog's nose, I think. Uh, go Iris. Yes, go Iris. I wonder if she could probably get by the Samsung thing, too. You know? <laughs> I'm pretty sure she could. Yes. But uh, that's about it for the news uh, this week. If you would like to know more about all these stories, including the video clip of Iris, the canine dog at work, uh, sniffing out data, you can find it all at... PopTechJam.com. Up next, we're going to have a little talk about Twitter. Many things happened last week. Uh, Google I.O., there was all kinds of things going on in the world. And then Twitter sent out an email to all of its uh, members saying, hey, we've updated our privacy policy. Maybe you should, you know, have a look if you're, if you're interested. If not, don't worry about it. We just want to let you know we did a little something here. Just check it out. Yeah. If so, you, you know, it was a very – and it was one of those mails that goes like, updates to our privacy policy. Mm-hmm. And like, oh, whatever. Most people ignore them. Yeah. And I think they're probably counting on that. Yes. But all of the privacy advocates and websites that want people to be secure and safe with their data yes. were very concerned about this. And so they immediately began to break down just what Twitter had said. And Twitter has made a number of changes. If you miss a story last week because you were busy doing something else – 
There were three major changes to the privacy policy. Okay. So, uh, number one, they're going to store your web data longer. So, the cookies that they stick in there, like if you browse to a site or whatever, you know, if you had an embedded tweet or whatever, Mm -hmm. all of that stuff, that's going to stick around a little bit longer. I think right now it's like 10 days or something. Going to go to 30, so they have more time to suss it out. Really? There's also going to be more data sharing, so uh, your information that perhaps you have left innocuously uh, with Twitter. They're going to sell it. They're going to, um, you know, maybe share uh, this information with their partners, which I think they also call advertisers. They're going to sell it. It's it's not like the clearest wording because a lot of these things, they will try to lawyer up to make it almost incomprehensible. Of yet still legally sound. Yes. But uh, basically they say um, in the thing, we've updated how we share non-personal aggregated and device level data, including uh, through some select partnership agreements that allow the data to be linked to your name, email, and other personal information but only when you give your consent to those partners. Oh, really now? That sounds a little intimate. Just a bit. Yeah, so so that's another thing they're doing. And they're also getting rid of the do not track thing, which a lot of websites have been using. Uh, you could go on this button and say, hey, don't track me around the web. I don't want to see that ad over and over again. But that's gone. Uh, yeah, they they say, you know, you know we kind of supported it before, but, um, you know, there was really no industry standard. Not everyone adopted it. It's kind of useless, so we're just not going to deal with it. So. And now we're desperate to make money because we got to make sure our stock goes up. Yeah, we got to pay so, for all these TV deals. Yeah, so, yeah, we, so, so they're getting rid of do not track. Uh, so all of this boils down to is they're basically going to keep your information longer and share it with other people so you may start seeing even more ads and they and they want them to be relevant ads cuz as google has found out people tend to respond more to relevant ads mm-hmm. in their twitter timelines absolutely uh, you know this really ticks me off because i pay a lot of money for twitter you do. Oh, wait a minute. No, I don't. Yes. I do. Yes. Never yes. Mind. I, I believe uh, Twitter should be paying you at this uh, point. Uh, for... I am the uh, I am the. Product. Yes, you are the product. But uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation was very early on this uh, with people I would who, imagine uh, they were being. who were concerned. And, and I printed out Twitter's privacy policy. All this stuff goes into effect June 18th. So there's a few weeks here before it kicks in. And they have updated a little section of the privacy policy that, that details all the new changes. If you print out their privacy policy just to look at it, it's 19 pages of legalese. Wow. And see, see it's right here. See, yes, look at that. Heavy piece of paper. Yeah, it is indeed. Big, big chunks. And this isn't even tiny type. So, so there, there's a lot to read here. And so I think they're banking that people will not get all the way through it. But uh, the Electronic Frontier Foundation says – you know, they're going to put up this um, this box saying we've updated in our privacy policy, blah, blah, blah. You can click the sounds good button if you don't want to read it and don't care. Or there's a tiny little link underneath it that says review settings. And if you are concerned, you want to click review settings. Yes. Because if you just do sounds good, like Microsoft's expressing, it automatically puts you on the most sharing of uh, all of the settings. And then you would have to go back in retroactively and opt out of everything once they've been signed up for this. Lovely. Some people really don't want to do that. And I don't think they're doing... This in the European Union because of data privacy laws there. I think this is mainly aimed at uh, Americans and other countries that don't nice. have those protections of the European Court of Justice. So the control over your data is the thing here. And Twitter's, oh, we want you to have control over your data. We just you know, don't really want to make it really obvious <sighs> what you should do. Oh, but what you do when you see this box or if you click through the, you know, whatever, and then you want to go back, you just have to go into your, your account settings. Right. But say you're looking at this box right here. You say, click review settings. I'm looking at the box. Yes. Well, you uh, told me to say it. You're I'm, looking at the box. I'm <laughs> yes, and you say, I'm going to click review settings. I'm not going to click this giant button that says, that says you know, looks good. I'm going to click the tiny good. review settings. And so once you go in there, that takes you into the personalization and data section of your Twitter account settings. Right. You can get to this a long way, uh, again, if, if you click through uh, in a haste. 
But once you get in there, you see this big screen of all of the things that Twitter wants to try with these little checkboxes that you can go through and undo if you don't want them to collect certain things. Mm -hmm. Um, You can turn off ad personalization. They would also like to personalize your ad experience across all your devices. So if you put it on a phone, a tablet, and a computer. I'm sure they do. uh, You can turn that off. Uh, They can do location-based ad targeting. So if you don't want it to have access to your GPS data and figure out where you were. And, oh, you're in this little seaside town for your summer break. Here's the thing. You can turn that stuff off. But you have to go through and do all this manually. Lovely. So uh, a lot of things in here. Uh, I'll have a link to the uh, Electronic Frontier Foundation guide because when you look at the pages, it's like, wow, there's a lot. And they call this, oh, these are the granular settings oh, yeah. that you used to be able to just kind of do it in one fell swoop. Right. Uh, before they changed this uh, privacy policy and do not track used to kind of block a lot of that. But as we said before, that's gone. I want my money back, Twitter. Yes, just stop it, Twitter. Stop and uh, CNET is also uh, all over this too. They're very much into protecting uh, user privacy. Yes, and, they and they're saying, you know, there's three basic things you have to, to change to be safe. So they're just saying, you know, go into the privacy and safety and the personalization data and uh, just disable all of these settings there. Just knock it right out. Yeah, and I think you can also dump the stuff they've collected on you already, but it's all in there. We'll link to the CNET story as well. Awesome. So read the CNET and the Electronic Frontier Foundation links, and that'll give you the basic outline. If you wanted to read Twitter's privacy policy, or maybe you don't care. Why don't you link to that, too? I'll link to all of that stuff, too. Some Absolutely. people don't care. It's like, hey, you're going to show me ads one way or the other. Yeah, I might as right. well see stuff that I might moderately be interested in Fair instead enough. of the butt-wiping bears of Charmin <laughs> or whatever. You know, you keep getting that one. bears. That's a great band name. I know. Didn't they have a big album in the <laughs> 90s? They had a big something. Yeah. So, uh, but but again, like Google, uh, everyone's trying to make money off the user That's data. True. That's uh, true. This is the way things are going. This and is the way of the world. Twitter just happened to kind of, you know, for a while was sort of going away from that. And now they realize that they need, as you, you know, you said, make some money. They need the bucks. Remember when everyone would freak out about Facebook and whenever they changed their privacy yeah. policy? Oh, no? yeah. There was like renting you, of garments and I screaming and screeching. There, and there will be no renting of garments for this. You know, I think people have just gotten like settings fatigue, oh, yeah, too. Absolutely. Like, oh, you tell, okay, whatever. Yeah, it's whatever. like, you got my firstborn, okay, yeah, whatever. Whatever. <laughs> and you know what? They can go to Poptic Jam to see these. Yes. PopTickJam.com. Yes. So uh, all these links will be there. And if you are moderately concerned about privacy, check out these links and uh, lock down your account. Absolutely. We got to go. We do. We got to go. It's, it's been a, uh, a kind of a feisty show here. It's been We're a feisty show. We're all paranoid about our privacy now. I'm very paranoid. I also, you know, people ask me, are you really that paranoid? I used to not be. Oh, it used to be a simpler time. It used to be a simpler time. And everyone knows this is an enhancement of my personality. Yes. But I really do get creeped out about these privacy setting things and these hacking attacks and mm-hmm. giving up my firstborn for access to some ridiculous social well, you got platform. the free download. I did get the free download. Yeah, so, that's, so uh, that's very good. Anyway, we have to remind folks we're not going to be here next week. Yes, we're out next week. We're out um, next week. But we will still thank the bros that we yes. should thank them this week and we thank them in advance for the next we time we're on. We are thanking them in advance. Builtbybros.com. Build something with the bros. If you think it, they'll build it. Thank you, bros. Yes, and thank you, listeners, uh, for downloading and streaming us. However you listen to us. We'll be back the week after next. Right. So, uh, We're taking the rest of May off. Yes, you know, just a little little hiatus. Going to go to a spa. Exactly. You know, a, spa, a little spa action. Never fear, though. We will be back after that. So we hope everyone who uh, is in the U.S. has a very nice, responsible Memorial Day weekend. Because right. right. uh, it is a long weekend. You know, remember what it's there for. Yes, and indeed. enjoy time with your family. And uh, everyone else who's not in the U.S., just have a rocking week. That's right. Have a rockin' week. Yes, and uh, we'll see you in June.